So it's the start of the second half. We're walking out the tunnel that we've, we, you know, we've spoken about tunnels. But uh, so we've touched on the Albion. Let's just finish with the Albion quickly. So you left once your contract had ended. Uh, how did, how was that experience? Like not wanting to rake up old graves. But... Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, if I do you know what I'd probably say the hardest point of my career. Actually, I didn't didn't want to go. No, obviously. Hometown was that club. Gus in charge by that point? Yeah. Or was it still Russ? It was no, Gus. it was Gus. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't, um, obviously wasn't best pleased. Understood his reasons. You know, it's not really one of those you can understand. You've no. just got to take, he didn't want you, so I had to move on. But yeah, no, it wasn't nice. Like I said, you worked all your sort of life from the age of six all the way through. Right, so they tough to take. But, um, that is the nature of the business. So it was, I think my first thought was gutted and then it was thinking, right, well, the ne- at the next point it was like, right, I've got to find myself another club, yeah. you know, exactly, you know. It is, yeah, I suppose it's one of those things, It's you're, you can never be ready for it, but it's how you come out of it. And, okay, we've touched on it a little bit, but you came out of it by joining Leighton Orient. How many options did you have? Did you... Yeah, quite a few. I remember, yeah, yeah, there was uh, Bristol Rovers, Scunthorpe, uh, Yeovil, um, Peterborough, uh, Dagenham Redbridge. And the obvious one was Leighton Orient because I'd worked with Russell. Russell was there already. He'd obviously, he probably gave you a little call and said, yeah, oh, yeah. I want you at Brisbane yeah. Road. Yeah, and... I mean, I'd been playing for a while and he'd, he had touched base a little bit before. Just said, look, if, if not illegally, if no, any, no, we were if, talking. If the PFA are listening, not no, illegally. Yeah, no, I just, <laughs> I asked him what he was having on his Sunday roast, and then he just dropped it in. But no, he just said, like, if you, if you, if you do, do want to come here, perhaps something could be done. I said, oh, well, I'll speak to you in the summer. So, yeah, and obviously I left officially, come out, and then, yeah, I mean, within probably 30 minutes of me coming out, remember him ringing me and just said, look, do you want to come for a beer? Shock. Uh, meet me in London. Love to have it late night and let me at least have a chat with you. So, went down to London, uh, curry, beers, and agreed to sign. That's that's like, yeah, that that's a hell of a come join us. Yeah, I know, yeah, beers. I'm not not sure if that's the yeah, uh, not done, sure that happens. Not in sure that's the done thing. Yeah, but yeah, no, I met we met him. But then that is probably a a sort of a, a real telling sign of a, a proper man manager. You know, Russell knew. You need an arm around you at that point. Yeah. Come, you know, come for a meal. We'll have a drink, and I'll tell you why I want you to sign for me, and yeah. try and make you see why Leighton Orient was the option. Yeah, he just tried to paint the, the the best picture like they all do, and you know, for me, it was it wasn't far away from home because I was still living at home at the time, so it was all a big sort so, of. So, did you make change. a move to London, or did you still travel? Because Haywards Heath to London isn't yeah, too bad I, on the train. I, yeah, no, I. I did move down at first, but then did not long after ended up. Yeah, just travelled it on the train. But it was a familiar face. He knew who I was. He knew what it was about. Uh, I trusted him, um, so I thought that was the best move. So he knew I, that he'd get the best out. of Yeah, you. exactly. You know, he knew he knew what I was like. He uh, yeah, he was a good man manager. You know, he he went above and beyond than probably what he should have really, but. I like that about him, and that's why I trusted him. And thought, you know what, just give it a yeah. go. You don't, you don't know, you don't that's know. Thing. It's gonna it, come and off. it's one of those as well, like you say, like you'd been on loan a couple of times, but all you knew was the Albion. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. You, you know, do you go into? Do you chuck yourself into the unknown of let's move to Bristol and move well away from everyone to a manager in a place I don't know, or do I go to a familiar face and? And that's why. Yeah, I think that's why that helped. That yeah. swayed it. But yeah, how did you so, find it different to the Albion? Because what league was that going into? League One. League One. Yeah, so a yeah. league that, you know, you were used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, it was, like I said, it was just him, really. I knew it was going to be him. I knew the way he worked. He knew me. What was the training ground like at Leighton Orient? Uh, it's all right. It was similar to what the university was. was. Yeah, yeah. He had a few pitches and nice enough buildings changing. And Did you play the with Dean at all? Huh? Did you come back to the Yeah, yeah, come yeah. back. Yeah, scored. <laughs> Of course I did. No, uh, I didn't no, celebrate. I didn't no, celebrate. No. no, 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 I didn't celebrate. I wouldn't do that. But you know, it was nice coming. Again, weird feeling, but uh, one of them. It was. 
if you wanted to continue playing, you, you obviously had to move somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that was it. So, you know, I uh, live and die by my decisions and I felt, you know, the way it went, it was probably a good decision in the end. And so, you know, in the half-time chat, we, you know, you touched on Kevin Lisby. So you went into, was it a similar system to your time at the Albion? Or Yeah, he, uh, Russ was pretty standard 4-4-2. 4-4-2, yeah. so f- as, from a wide player point of view and, you know, as I mentioned, you know, Kevin Lisby was your Batman, so, you know, you knew that you could put it into an area. And yeah, it took, get it, it took, yeah, it took time, but, I mean, obviously a few games in and he sussed a few, you know, he sussed a, yeah. and he was one of our better players. Um, and then, yeah, you know, certain deliveries you knew he didn't like, he'd let you know, and then certain deliveries you knew he, that, they were the ones he was looking. So, yeah, make just making those connections and... And what were, time, what were sort of your your main memories of your time at Leighton Orient? Cool. Uh, oh, it's loads, to be fair. Probably the first game, I always remember that. The replay at Arsenal, getting to Wembley, scored in the playoff semi. Who did you play in the semis? Peterborough. Uh, and were you at home second leg or away second leg? Home. Home. Yeah. Did that make a difference? I think so. We do nil nil away. That was our game plan. Don't yeah. concede, and you know, if we don't score, it's not the end of the world. We fancy, fancy just make to sure score. you can come back to your place. Yeah, with, with, with something, something to, to go for. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you know, scoring that goal. I mean, the when the goal went in, it, you know, the, the what fans. was the atmosphere? Because we, well, you know, at first half we touched on it. Like so, with Dean was big, vast, open space, running track, no roofs, whatever. Oh, Brisbane Road, Leighton Orient. Yeah, it's a proper stadium, so the fans are right on you. You know yeah, what were the full, fans like? It's full capacity. I think there's about nine, nine and a half thousand. And yeah, I mean when the goal went in, it was uh, it was electric. You know, I remember just running the corner and just sliding on my knees <laughs> and just don't know. Just the moment just takes it away from yeah. you. You know, you don't don't really remember much. I've got to be honest. I remember it hitting the back of the net and the roar, and then I just ran off like a headless chicken to be honest and just you know all the lads piling on you crowd jumped over the barrier and yeah it was you know a special moment you know like I say I always go back to those sort of moments you you remember all the hard graft yeah. before you remember the season yeah you did you, you exactly you know you, you stuck at it at Brighton I wasn't playing but you felt like keep going keep going good things will come and then for that to happen you know it proves it right I mean not everyone gets that no. That chance, but for not me, many was... people get to play at Wembley, really. No, no, like, no. There, there's mean... people that go a full career, and... yeah. But let's get to that Wembley point then. So, yeah. what was what? Was, so, you've won in the playoff semi final, you've scored in the playoff semi final, yeah. What's that experience like? So, oh. hotel the night before. Well, let's talk about the night out after the semi, I mean, night out after the semi, then. I mean, yeah, Lucy we, Beer we, we were straight, straight from the change room up to the the bar and the ground. No one got changed. We're all in our boots. Ears galore. I mean, it was brilliant. And then, yeah, like you say, then I think we had a couple of days off uh, and it was a wet, uh, we went back on a Wednesday and then literally people were nursing injuries, didn't really do much. Thursday, Friday was literally shape work. Uh, the Friday afternoon, we went to Wembley, we had the tour. Um, you know, this is where you're going to change on the pitch. You're able to bring your family and have photos and that, which is great. Uh, stayed in, obviously, the hotel before. Uh, and then, yeah. And then did you get much sleep that night? Oh, I can't say I did. I mean, he, he, he was quite crafty. Normally, he named the team the night before, but he didn't. So, everyone's probably, you know, I was. Fucking hell. Am I going to play? I hope you're fucking playing here. You know, this is a chance in a lifetime, you know. Sailing, did you have up. roommates or did you... No, we had rooms ourselves. Room yeah, yeah. Which, to be fair, I probably felt worse. I think if there was someone else there, at least you then you've got a bit chat, of chat and a bit of banter before. But yeah, no. Tried to sleep. Can't say I did much. But uh, yeah, woke up. Went for a walk about 10 o'clock. You named the team. I think about 12. remember just sitting there and... Please, please, you know. But even, and you look around and you could see everyone else is thinking the same. And, and you know, unfortunately, it, it's a hard one. Like, even to the point with, I've touched on it in the first bit, like, I just played little Sunday league. And, you know, we're having to say to people at times, like, you know, you're not going to play this week. But come the end of the season, if we if we do well, if we get to cup final wins, you're part of a squad. Like, you've got probably got people that played their part yeah, in yeah, the season. Yeah, of course. They're not going to play their part. Well, there was four lads that weren't even in the squad. Yeah. 
you know, and they were in tears. When the, when the team was announced, you know, he named the 11. Name the and subs. I saw my name and I was that. And then, that and relief. Then, yeah, it's a relief. And then, but you switch off and you, you forget everyone else's emotions, you know? Name the bench and then obviously yeah. look around and then, I mean, you know, there was, they were yeah. hands on the head crying. That, yeah. Because might, it means so much. You might never get that chance again. No, no, no. And, you know, he, he made an emo- emotional speech and said, look, how hard it was. You know, I know you're going to hate me and I know I'm not going to be able to give you this day again and yeah. I hope you get this day again, but I've had to make a decision. I mean, you know, those lads, you know, and, and to be fair, those lads, I won't name them, but look, they never got a chance again. No. And they were tired but and done. Fr- the problem you know. is, you know, the problem is, and somebody's always got to miss out. Somebody's always got to miss out. That's the nature of the beast. That's the nature of the game, you know. And if someone felt ill that night, they'd be buzzing and be in. So, it, and football's dog eat dog. I always say it to people all the time. It is. As much as you want to have a team. And, you know, you do get on, don't get me wrong, yeah. but, you know, don't beat around the bush. When it comes to a Saturday, you want to be in that level. But, yeah, and, and basically, it, you, know? you know, managers do it different ways. Now, I remember, obviously, England lost the Euro 21 final. But I think, if I remember rightly, I can't remember who the Italy manager was for that final, but he made sure that every squad member, when they're, they're in their third group game, they were definitely through, he he gave everyone minutes, yeah, yeah. So that because he was, I think the year that he played in a World Cup or a Euros, he didn't get minutes, and that was his big regret. So he made sure that. But you can't do that, and as you say, somebody has to miss out. It was difficult. Like, I mean, I, I can only. I mean, if it was me, try, you know, don't get a chance again. No. It's, it's difficult, and to be fair, a few of them, they had they had you know played. You know, the last you know, probably five they games right in the league to it, get us into the playoffs. You know, a couple of them played, come off the bench, even in the semi-final. And then they've gone from doing that to not even to being not in the squad because certain people have come back from injury. And Because, you, yeah, yeah, you're... He wanted the strongest, obviously the strongest to, squad available the on the day. So, it's, But, as you, and as you mentioned a second ago, it's a dog-eat-dog world. And, but, yeah, at the end of the day, you have to go with whoever you do, your and, strongest you know, side is. As much as people say you have mates in football, you do... But, you know, certain, like that, that's a certain situation, you know, you, you're all for yourself because, yeah. you know, that's an experience that, you know, only, you know, you can you only, only dream of at times. Yeah. And, yeah, like you say, you don't get that opportunity often, so. And we touched on it in the half time. So, you were up against James Tavernier. Yeah, God, yeah. He gave you a tough Saturday. Well, it's, I mean, it was a hot day, to say the least. And, you know, he's got an engine on him. He was up and down. He was relentless. He was... Anything I was trying weren't coming off. And I was just thinking, for fuck's sake, you know, it's yeah. one of those you just think, come on, mate, you know, Give me trying everything. Chance. And I was thinking, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, it won't work. And you get days like in football, you can try anything you want, you know, and normal things that would probably work on a different day and whatever. But yeah, just just a good player, you know, he was yeah. top of his game. And obviously, that, they obviously went on to win and he's gone on and, and, and played. Done Europe well, moved on. Yeah, and yeah. He's Champions League. And fair play, you know. He's. You know, you he was, I suppose, from your point of view, you you have those players that you see and you think, yeah, they'll they'll go further. And there's nothing you can do. No. You know, you're only good as you are. Yeah. Try everything, and you know, try. I like to say, on the day, tried everything, but unfortunately, he was the better man on the so, day. And what was it like? Art, like you know, because that's well, yeah. the you know, that is the the. That's the beauty of the sport is that you have the highest highs, but the the downfall is you do have the lowest lows. And yeah, I think like you say, you go from getting to Wembley and obviously having the, that night, the whole the week you're like, oh yeah, here we go, here we go, and Wembley. then you lose and it's like we're gone. Yeah, literally, I remember walking in the change room, you know, all the lads fucking in tears. What do you say? Russell come in and just. So listen, boys, just have your shower and get off when you want to get off. If you want to go out and do your photos with your family, do what you got to do. But yeah, you know, if you just, just lit- if you literally want to pick up your bag and go, yeah. go. You know, he didn't. Um, yeah, tough. Yeah, tough. Uh, I, I mean, I've lost. 
<laughs> I've lost on Sunday league and got over yeah. and not spoken to the wife and gone, yeah. give me a minute, oh, my, my arm hurts and yeah, yeah. I don't a, want to talk about it. So, yeah, it you know, that summer. must be... It was a tough yeah. summer. It was one of them. You just like... Because the thing is, you can't write your... Like, you can't write it and, t- you know, that's May. Yeah. You can't go and uh, no. get rid of your demons until the August and then you've got a whole season to do. Yeah, yeah. It was. I think, yeah, for me, it was the toughest pre-season. Yeah, I, the, probably the first preseason. I, I literally didn't do no running. You were just I come back. I was overweight, probably a stone overweight. Uh, yeah, I think it was a very low, and then obviously the change of ownership. Yeah, then crept in. Uh, yeah, it was like I said, it was tough. You just you question, you know, should I be here? Should I move on? Peterborough come in, MK Dons come in, so I was sort of. Do I go now? You know, do I give it another chance? And I stayed solely because we got new owners yeah. and thought, right, well, we only need a little bit more money, get a couple more good players, and we'll be there again. Little did I know, it was complete, complete fucking opposite. But hindsight's <laughs> but, a great thing. And that's, but, and that's football. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to make a decision on, you know, the click of a finger, really. And I decided to stay, and yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. But one of your big moments, and it's mentioned on your Wikipedia page, is a 60-yard screamer past oh, Carl Darlow. Some goal. Hell there. of a hell of a goal. Yeah, no. Yeah, I remember like... Yeah, I remember because one of our players went down injured about 10 seconds before. I got played the ball on the halfway line, took a touch. And I remember a couple of lads, oh, kick it out. He's, 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 hold on a minute. He's off his line. And I literally, yeah, instinctively, it wasn't... I mean, it didn't have a long time to think. Literally got played the ball, took a touch, looked up, and I thought, it's worth Give a go. Know, yeah. It's worth a go. Never did I imagine it going in, obviously. But, you know, as I hit it, it's travelling. You, you know, you think, no, yeah, I've I thought, got over I, that. There was a, yeah, there was a point where I thought, God, that's got half a chance. I see him sort of backtracking and put his arm, oh, no, he's got it. As he put his arm, I sit over his arm, I thought, oh, my God, it's going to go in. Obviously, it went in, and then, yeah, I mean... Yeah, you dream about doing things like that, you know, even with your mates in the park, but let alone in a game. Um, and it must be quite nice to, you know, not wanting to <laughs> rib him too much on it, but to do it past Carl Darlow, who's gone on to play Premier League football. And... Yeah, I mean, I remember trying to have a laugh with him down the tunnel. I said, oh, stay on your line, you. He didn't like it. Like, Fuck off, he's gone. Why are you talking to me? Don't talk like that to me. Oh, sorry, mate. But yeah, no, I mean, I was trying to have a bit of fun. Yeah. But, uh, he laughed about it after, to be fair to him. Uh, you know, he congratulated me on a good goal and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a top-class goalkeeper. You know, he's gone and done well. And, you know, he, he plays for Newcastle now and again. He's, I mean, he's a solid keeper. So, yeah, it's nice to put it past someone. Premier League goalkeeper with a bit of a bit of clout. Yeah, you know. absolutely. So then, your days at Leighton Orient, there was one player that came in on loan at Leighton Orient that uh, is... He, he dabbles with a bit of kit sponsorship at Leighton Orient now. The, that player is Mr. Harry Kane, who will be leading England out in Qatar in a couple of weeks. That must be quite surreal. That must almost now be, a, at the time, it was probably like, oh, who's this young lad from Spurs on loan? Yeah, but yeah. now must be a bit of a pinky moment. Madness. You know, get asked it all the time. Do you think he would have gone on? And I always say no, because he was a young lad learning his trade. I mean, he came in and done well. Don't get me wrong. He scored. Yeah, that was Um He done really well. No, he scored 10 in 14. I knew he had something about him. I certainly thought he'd play high in the League One. But to go on to England and Tottenham and, yeah. England, I, I, I've said it just... a couple of times on the pod already. Like, I hold my hands up. I, I remember seeing him score a hat-trick in the North London derby in the Queen's Head before a Brighton game. And... I said so. Um, blokes are one. Blokes are one season wonder. He's right place, right time. Defenders will work him out. Here we are, years later. Yeah, I mean it's phenomenal. I just yeah. So to be able to say that you have played, and yeah, I remember nice. you, I saw you share something on Twitter recently where his first, his first, yeah, yeah, league. You got a yeah. little touch through. You got yeah, a little yeah. touch on no, the way through. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's it's quite surreal, really. But he had a work work ethic which. Like no other, he, he, you know, it sounds a cliche, but he did. Grabbed a bag of balls, always wanted to do more shooting, always stayed out longer. Did that help him? I guess so, but 
just great lad, quiet, kept natural himself. finisher. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. He kept himself to himself, very quiet, very professional, very professional. Um, so yeah, I mean, he was always going to play in the game. He's, but I think... he's mentioned recently, like, because he started this hurricane financial. He's mentioned that his dad, like, you know, with the. You know, I think Arsenal said no to him and he's had, he had a few trials and things like that and his dad just said, just keep doing what you're doing. And probably that is part of it. It's like, you know, because he had those little knockbacks, it was like, you're going to have to knuckle down a bit more. You're not going to be able to be as he's out there. He's gone from, you know, late night in League One to... Well, he was at Leicester England on the bench and... with... Jay- at one point, Leicester had him and Jamie Vardy on the bench. He mm. was out on loan there and he yeah. played at Norwich. But I think sometimes that... You know, that certainly made, and we'll, we'll touch on it in a bit later, something you spoke about earlier with me off, off the record. But, you know, going down, being a player on the books of a Premier League side is one thing. Yeah. You go to a League One side and people go, oh, well, he's on the books of Spurs, but you don't know what he's going to be like. Yeah. But playing with, rather than playing with people that, regardless of result, are going to earn X amount of money, you're playing with people that are playing for their mortgage, exactly. playing for their. Yeah, yeah. Playing for that win bonus, exactly. it, it certainly plays a part. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it grounds him, you know, and yeah, it's certainly, yeah, you know, you can get players that come through and just go straight into personally. But I think the experience he's had is, like you say, knockbacks. He's learnt how to take them. You know, he gets criticised still now, yeah. which is madness. I know. Best I, finisher we've got in the country. That's right, what, country that's what I like about the England side as well. Like Jordan Pickford went and played loaded non. I remember seeing Jordan Pickford play for Preston yeah. at the Albion. He yeah. was. Phenomenal. He played against Harry Maguire yeah. and he was at Sheffield United in League One. Yeah. Connor Cody was loaded the centre back partnership when we played the, in the these were all pl- they, And that's the thing, these players that haven't just, like we touched on in the first half, these players that are in academies that turn up, train, yeah. go home in their leased Mercedes. Exactly. No, these are players that have had yeah. to do the hard graft. And... Exactly, exactly. And uh, that, I think that's what's probably standing in in good stead. Yeah, so. Let's go back to the Snakey's Tap Tour aspect of it with the socials. So, you've gone to Leighton Orient and you've gone from being one of the younger lads looking up to the people you've grown up with as a ball boy and things like that to maybe being one of the more vocal people in the change room and things like that. How does that differ? Like, do you then become the per- do you become one of the organisers? And- yeah, I think you get a sense of responsibility with the younger ones, you know. And obviously, the experiences I had, I felt that you know, you've got to look after them because they're not used to it. You know, we had loads of youngsters that were coming through yeah. at the time. Help them, mentor them. They needed help. If they were worried about anything or if they wanted help in anything, I think you become probably a bit more mature, yeah. to be honest. You know, at the Albion, I was young, uh, immature. Didn't You know, I hadn't experienced much other than playing for my local team. You know, w- working on the job, yeah. so to speak. Whereas I've, I've been around the block a little bit and learn certain things, certain aspects and, you know, ways in which to express yourself. You know, if you're struggling, tell the manager. Yeah. You know, there's no no qualms in saying to the manager, I'm struggling at the minute, you know. Perhaps I need to come out the firing line, you know, leave me out for a couple of games and then chuck me in. You know, that happens all the time. Yeah. You know, some players just need that break. Because it is, as soon as you come on the scene, you're expected to perform straight yeah. away. And it doesn't happen doesn't happen that's the thing you know even from a point of again like from what how I you know you, you're, you've been a professional footballer you've experienced differently from my point of view my aspect of professional football and things is watching the games okay you, let's just take for an, as an example fantasy football team you're not going to have somebody that's going to score you loads of points every week yeah, yeah. professional footballers have dips they have peaks and troughs mm. And, you know, dealing with that is... And I think as well, people forget you're human beings. You go through divorces, you go through injuries. Breakups and... You know, you have family problems. We we are human beings. Yeah. We we go through what everyone else does. Whereas... It's just we kick a ball around. It doesn't mean we're suspect to any of that. No. All of that just swept on the carpet. We have the perfect life. It doesn't happen, you know. It doesn't happen. And, you know, like you say, you have dips in form, but, you know, there was... Lads that were going through breakups and they found it hard. That's normal. You know, if if you were any other walk of life, you wouldn't go to work. No. But you were kept to train. Yeah, you needed to You had to turn up on a Saturday. And then if you didn't perform on a Saturday, you'd get ridiculed for it. In the papers, on the TV. Because by that point, there was the the highlights on BBC. Yeah, it's hard to take. And, you know, I 
think that's that's the main thing I got was you know you go through a lot of things and you've got to react to it but you know everyone's different you know someone go through a break I'd be absolutely fine crack on and play well other ones will struggle absolutely yeah and and, you know know, now we're, we're years on people are more open about it but People probably didn't talk as much back then and things like that. I think that's the massive difference. You were seeing a wimp, get on with it, man up, get a good. Because it's a generational thing. Because still, you still had those older people that were school of hard knocks. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to come and train, I'm going to fucking clatter you. Yeah. And then I'm going to defend you on a Saturday when somebody clatters you. Yeah. But, you know, we're now getting into a point where take a break if you've got if you're having a bit of issue things like that it's like things like well Russell used you know no, I won't name them because it's not really my place but a couple of lads went through breakups or whatever they have two weeks off yeah that would be it nothing would be said if they were asked about it in the press no yeah, they're ill at the moment yeah. yeah you'd make up an excuse and it swept on the carpet when they were ready to come back in they'd come yeah. back in you know but yeah like you say back in the day you'd be seen as weak no. You had to get on with it, you yeah. know, and that's where, you know, the game's changed for the better, definitely, miles better. And yeah. what was it like being in London, going from, you know, being in your home area, your Hayward's Heath, but being, as we mentioned, out in Brighton and things like that, to then the bright lights of the big city, like the big smoke, as the they called it. Smoke. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's an eye opener. Yeah, I mean, again, as. The good thing about there, there was always something to do. You know, you go to theatre, you know, Oxford Street. It was, I mean, it's like a different yeah. world, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I loved it. I think for, for when I would leave there, I enjoyed it. I think after a while, though, it wore thin, and yeah. you know, you, I think that's it. Home comforts, you can, and that's when I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to commute this because it, it was it's an hour and a half. You can probably only do it for a, for a certain amount of time before it becomes a bit like a problem. Really yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember having a conversation with, with again. You know, you wouldn't have this conversation when I first started. I just said to him, "Look, be fair. I think it's a bit much." Yeah. You know, you know, I'm missing home a bit. I want to be around the family a bit more. Yeah, move home. Yeah. You know, in, in some and some days he'd move training later so I could get a later train. So it moved the, 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 the time of training with all the yeah, other lads yeah. for me, you know, and it was just... And that made you feel, that must have made you feel good. Sort exactly, of thing, and it made you've you, got that support. Made you wanted to play for him. Yeah. Exactly, he gave he gave you that, you know, he was like a second dad. You know, when I was living down there, he'd come around, he'd cook for me and I'd cook for him and yeah. vice versa. Um, come dine with Coxie. Yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> Call eat charcoal. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, he, he he just went that extra mile. But yeah, I I found I played my better football when I was back home. Good, you know, and I'm not ashamed to say that I didn't. You know, the thought of going up north, and, you know, I had chances. So Peterborough, like I said, scum forth and things. Like that. I just I, I think for me, I just at the time, I wasn't ready to do it. No. So I didn't do it, and you know, late Northern was far enough for me. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half away. It's basically northern, and that's isn't what it? I'm saying. So I like I like to be around, you know, my mum and dad, and yeah. Yeah, my sisters and that, and, and misses, and you know, I had kids later on, but yeah, just I don't know, I just felt because so, I, think, cause I, I think had that around that's me. The thing, like, mate, uh, I lived in Worthing all my life, I went straight into a family business. Like, I do, in a you know, it's a very different way, but the idea I looked at going to uni at one point, and I looked at going to and the course I want to do because I want to do something in sport I was looking at doing like sports products so sort of like sports advertising kind of thing and the closest university that did it was Coventry and I went fuck that yeah. I'm not going to Coventry no I'm too much of a homeboy yeah. so it, it's completely it's, it's a thing it's like, home comfort something you know everyone's different yeah. you know players could do it and you know a lot of mates that went here there and everywhere I just I think everyone's different yeah you know that was just me a like a like to you know, home games, they'd always come, we'd travel up together, we'd travel back together. Yeah. You know, it'd become a bit of a family thing. You know, listen, don't get me wrong, it was it was football, but it, it become, everyone was part of it rather mm. than, no, if I was up north, they'd, what, they'd come, no, they'd once, come every one, yeah. once every blue moon, once every six weeks. They'd make a point of coming up for a weekend, but that'd be it. Exactly, yeah. They'd go to an away game if it was nearish. Exactly, There's yeah. not that many teams down no, there, that's exactly. the problem. So, but like I say, everyone's different. I mean, like I said, it, it could have pounded out differently. Could have gone to Peterborough in the championship, and God knows what you know. He could have propelled yeah. maybe again 
who knows? All lift butts and maybes, but I'm content with what I did. You yeah, know, I was, absolutely. I was happy and did you have, so Lane Orion, did you have many dealings with Barry and Eddie Hearn at all? Yeah, all the time. I mean, yeah, try to get boxing tickets. I yeah. was gonna, did they yeah. take you to the darts for yeah, Christmas? Yeah, 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 we still go there, yeah. We went. Oh no, you didn't go, did you? No, no, I saw, yeah, boxing, uh, boxing tickets and darts tickets on tap. <laughs> to be honest, it's not yeah, what you good. know, it's who you know. Yeah, you... that's it, sometimes it is. Yeah, I mean they've been really good. Like ever since I left, I've gone probably every year since. Yeah. Maybe might have missed a couple of years, but no, they're really good like that. They're, they're good guys. But I've met Eddie a couple of times. Met Barry once or twice. Yeah, they're, they're good guys. Shrewd. I mean trying but, to but that, trying to negotiate a contract. With yeah, but that's Barry why they are, That's why Barry is where he is. You know, that's why he's built that empire. Hundred percent. Good lads, though. I yeah. mean, they they're passionate about Orient, and they look and listen. They looked after me. With Orient, had they have got what Barry wanted and got the Olympic Stadium, would it have been a good thing or a bad thing? Would it have been too big for Orient? I think at the time, but it depends. You know what they were going to do later on. You know, we were. You know, a penalty kick away from the championship. Yeah. That that probably would have propelled more fans. But yeah, I think it's yeah, if buts and maybes. I think it was certainly a, a surprise when they said about it because you know the fan base is probably nine thousand and yeah. obviously you know it's like a forty thousand seat stadium. So yeah, certainly would have been hard to fill. But if we went up a division, perhaps it would have made it viable. Yeah, massively. Yeah. So then, just quickly, like so, we mentioned it in the first half. Going to mention it now, like so consistently you hit 40 games a season what do you feel was that luck was it that you worked harder in training did you recover did you make sure you recovered well or or was it just a bit of luck like you, we mentioned off air I said to you when I got in like you know you you've had one bad injury where you did your cruciate ligament but was it a little bit that you got a little bit lucky injury wise or I think so I think listen I think you know and I do feel for the players you know I think Jack Wilsh is quite a a big one, you know, used to get called sick note and stuff like that. I mean, we've all had players in teams where they just pick up injuries. It's not because they don't conduct themselves. You know, no. and you, you hear the press, oh, they're doing this, they're doing that. It's bollocks. They come to training, they do what they've got to do. You know, some people's bodies just, yeah. you know, some people are unlucky as well, but I think some bodies are just built differently. You know, and yeah, like I said, I was, yeah, touch wood, I was, I was all right, but... I wouldn't say I went any anything. You know, I used to do the pre-season. Whatever we done, I done. Yeah. Um, you know, during season, I'd maintain that. But I wouldn't say I went above and beyond. You, you above go, and beyond. No, you know, not you I mean. just stuck with it. And yeah, and just probably is a little bit of luck on that as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I just I think playing every week and you're happy. You know, listen. You any game you go in, you're one kick away yeah. from a broken leg. But you know, you. I don't know. Yeah, just. I think because I was in a good place, I think that helped. Uh, and, you know, having success and playing a lot of games yeah. helps, being happy and, yeah. To hit, mate, to hit 40 plus games a season consistently for, I think I looked earlier, it was about eight eight seasons yeah. or so. That, that's great numbers, really. Yeah. I've, and I maybe in, maybe it was a little bit of the era, people rotate a bit more. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, more. yeah. You wouldn't play, like you say, you, you don't, you know, yeah. you'd have a squad. It's squad yeah, like you say, times did change. You didn't have like a certain eleven that would play yeah. religiously every week. Yeah, you'd, you know, the sports science come in, and oh yeah, you know, you you ran this much. A bit this more game. analysis. Oh, yeah, we're playing yeah. against them. They, that you know, Russell's probably... very good. I mean, if I played ninety minutes and there was a certain amount, if you run, that you would get Monday, Tuesday off. <laughs> so you're doing it. Why has Coxie gone into an offside position? Well, yeah, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. sprinted to the corner. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's trying to get Monday off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you would get, so sometimes you'd get Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday would be your day off. So you would get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. Yeah. So literally, you'd so play literally Saturday, Thursday, come Friday. back in on Thursday. Wow. So that, again, that, 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 that definitely helped. Yeah. Me? Especially with the older ones, you did exactly the same. Yeah. No, some players, uh, Lloyd Owusu, you weren't trained to a Friday. No. So it depends on the manager. They, they always used to say that about Ledley King, didn't they? Because he had his big injury issues. Yeah. But he, he basically didn't train, but he was good enough to just... But now it's in. protocol. Oh, you've got to train two days before. It's no. But then, so you you finish at Orient, you come back to Crawley. What, how did that come about? Yeah, big story, this one. Uh, you saw, I, I read up on it yeah. this week. You signed out of the transfer. Yeah. You couldn't sign till the January. Yeah, so... Supposed to be starting the game 
Northampton at home. No, Stephen, it's who was it at home? Someone at home. Come in, my shirt's not up. Fuck's going on? Orion. Yeah, so I walked in, said to Kit, "It's my fucking shirt." <laughs> he said, "Oh, you better speak to the manager. There's something's going on." So right, okay. So Andy Heston Tyler was the manager at the time. Where's my fucking shirt? Supposed to be playing. He said, I know, we've agreed to sell you to Northampton. 500 grand, we've agreed it. We want you to obviously go upstairs and finalise it. So I'm not going anywhere, what are we talking about? Not going to Northampton? No. So went upstairs with the uh, Italian mafia, uh, went into the boardroom, probably about, yeah, probably where the screw, I can't tell the people. Yeah. So not a very big room. Not, not a big room. Not a big room. Walked in, they've got a nice round table in the middle. They're sitting opposite, walk in. Can't speak a word of English, obviously, as the interpreter. But walked in and I've, I've, I've gone, well, what's going on? So obviously, through the interpreter, he's got no, um, you're on too much money. Uh, we want to move you on. We've agreed to sell you to Northampton. So <laughs> with your blessing, you can go up to Northampton next because it's the trap's yeah. the deadline day. So oh, it's wow. like half seven. It's like we've got a car out. So I looked out the window. There's a car out there waiting, waiting to take to me and my agent. Addison Lee, yeah. The agent obviously was on route because so I said, something's going wrong. Something's up, come down. Um, I was like, we're going anyway. So I've got two years left on the contract. I said, no way. Uh, and then he just said, oh, well, we've got a problem then. He said, oh, you'll be, uh, you can rock with the reserves then. I said, if that's the case, it's fine. You know, I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not backing down. I don't want to move on. Uh, I've just come back from a cruciate ligament. This is, yeah. I've been out eight months and this, and I played, uh, two games. Uh, bearing in mind, we just won 3 0, scored two, and the next game was obviously that evening. Hold on a minute. So, agent turned up and said, Oh, well, yeah, no, just told me they want to sell you, blah, blah, blah. I said, Well, I don't want to go. So, I'm not going to be forced out. So, if, they, if it means um, training with a reserve, whatever, I'll do it. So, then they were like, Oh, no, okay, well, we'll, we'll pay you up. We'll give you one month's salary out of 18 months. Do you know what? Forget this. So we walked out of the stadium. I literally got on the tube. I was getting the train home. I got to London Bridge. No, 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 no. Come back. We'll give you, we'll, we'll want to sort it before you go. Uh, I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm going. Got on the train, got off at Hayward Teeth. I had about 40 missed calls. Didn't pick it up. Got home. Uh, probably about half nine. And they had said, right, we, we're, we'll pay you up a year's money. So obviously a year was, yeah. was fine. Um, my agent was like, no, do you know what? They fucked you about a bit. We want, we want a few more months. So, well, fine. If that's what you want to do, fine. Obviously time ticking on 11 o'clock transfer deadline day. Um, we got to 10.39. Remember it vividly because he rung me. Uh, oh, they're not going to pay you up now. Because you've it's gone on too long. Yeah, gone on too long. We're going to leave it. So, okay, fine. I think they thought then yeah. I was going to say, oh, I'll take I'll whatever. Go I'll go. Yeah. Um, by that time, you know, I had nowhere to turn, really. So, but we agreed a settlement at 10.50. But the paperwork didn't go through until 11.05. So, I got paid up. Okay. And it had already been signed. But then I couldn't sign for a league club till the January. So then you, you went on, out on loan to Burgess Hill. Burgess Hill, because it was close. Yeah. I was literally around the corner. They paid me up, and I, um, I just thought, you know what? You know, football's football. You know, as long as I'm training and playing. Yeah. Uh, so I went to Burgess Hill, and luckily enough, I signed... I didn't sign to, to Crawley to the January, but we'd already agreed it early October. Yeah. So from so October... Ready to, yeah, October, November, then. I was training. So I was yeah. training You're every day. You were ready to go in, Daniel. Yeah, so I was training every day with uh, Crawley and then I, I was playing games on the weekend for, for Burgess Hill, which was, you know, don't get me wrong, I was kicking the nuts, to be honest. You know, it was... I think that the amount of service I gave them, I thought I... No, they should have been dealt, a little bit more, Should have been yeah. dealt with a little bit better. But, you know, you know, a lot of it, you know, football is politics, money. The, the problem, and also, like, again, we touched on it a bit off air a little bit, but, like, there's so many. Well, no, we touched on it in the first half. Actually, like, the, there's so much player power now, and the, you know, there's so many different factors involved. With no, I had a mortgage to pay, so how could I? 
I turn around at 18 worth of one month. That wasn't covering uh, my mortgage. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, you should have taken it. You should have gone and signed for someone else. Well, yeah, fair enough. I could have taken a month, gone to Northampton, but I would have had to move out here. But you'd be paying a mortgage on a house in Teeth to live in Northampton. There's a lot more permutations. You can't do that just, travel. And just, you know, yeah. it, it, it wasn't viable for me. And, you know, it, you know literally, it, everyone is different. Some people may have well have done that. But I, I thought, you know what, no, I've given six years good service. It should be dealt with a lot better than what it was. I mean, yeah, like, I, you know, the pay-up was good. put me in a good place. I was able to pay my mortgage yeah. and sit there and take stock and actually, you know, find another club rather than be forced into going somewhere where yeah. really I didn't want to go. But so you do do Crawley for a little bit. You mentioned earlier, like, you weren't there maybe for long enough, really, to get, get involved or whatever. But, you know, playing for a local club, that's probably quite nice. Family yeah, to come I think, look, I think come from, watch and... from what I'd gone from, it was it was perfect, yeah. really. It was up the road. It was, it was perfect, you know, Dermot Drummond, you know. Yeah. But then you went from there. You entered the the world of non league, yeah. And was that a culture shock? Yeah, I think I think the only thing I couldn't get to grips with and still didn't until you know I stopped playing was training twice a week. Twice a week, and and you're playing with people that for you that was your your job. You, yeah, you had different little bits of income here and yeah, there, whatever. Yeah. But you were playing with people that are working five days a week that are finishing on a Tuesday, for a Tuesday night match. Yeah, yeah. They're finishing work at 4pm yeah, to travel to London to play in the game of football. It was mad, yeah. It just, you know, people have full-time jobs. They're working nine till five and then, and then come, come to train. Football. And I think, the, you know, everyone asks, what do you miss most? It's training every day. Yeah. You miss the camaraderie, you miss... And because it's evenings as well. So you're, you've gone from being in training at what, what like 9am for breakfast. yeah. To then, oh, I've got to wait till 6.30pm no, You're in a routine for 18 years of yeah. getting into training for nine o'clock for breakfast. And I'm, I'm waking up and I'm fucking scratching my ass. Yeah. Like, Sky Sports News. What do I do? Bit of you know, Netflix. That's always. what I mean. You know, what do you do? No. You know, and it was, that's where mental health comes in. You can see why people drift off a bit because you've got so much time. So much free time. And... You no, know, I was, I mean, I was going out for breakfast. I was going in the bookies and... You know, I've never, I'm not, ne- not a heavy drink. I'll go in the evenings, but you know, a lot of people I know have gone in the pub at Well, yeah, because what, what do you do with your the time? Thing is, you know, you, you're you're still earning enough money not to need to go and get another full. Well, that was it. I think that was a shock as well. Was the amount of money they paid? I mean, obviously, it sounds really big time, and you know, I never considered playing that level because obviously, been professional. But you come down and then you negotiate with them, and you think, oh, Still decent money. Getting more than what I was on at the beginning. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's four yeah, divisions yeah. lower. It's decent money. It's, it's just like this is mad. And then yeah, it's just. I think for me it was just filling the hours of the day. Yeah, it was difficult. You know, to be fair, me and my wife had our, our first child, so obviously that was a, a you know a lovely distraction. But you know, after time, you're just like, fucking hell, what do I do? And, and would you say that you know? So you've retired beginning of this season. Yeah. And would you say that? Part of that was that you just felt that, yeah. Yeah, I suppose when you've played professional for that long, you've got you've got to have that desire to want to. Yeah, I think with me, it was, it was coming out and then training twice a week, and then yeah, not getting enough training in, and not. I should have been a lot fitter than what I was. Really, you know, you go from doing it every day because it's your job, and then it's like right, well, you've got to do it. Because yeah. you want to do it, yeah. You know, the early stages when I, I first signed for Eastbourne, I, I continued it on, probably to the end of that season, and then I found it hard since then. Just to be able just to, to adjust, yourself, take yourself for a run, or go to the yeah. gym, and just do that extra. Obviously, with kids, and then we ended up fostering. Yeah. So we had our only child, and then uh, two foster children. So our hands were full. Yeah, it was. It was just like you say that desire to to keep that fitness up. Yeah, you know, you go from so to Greg. It's like you go from the professional game, and don't get me wrong, any any level of football is great, yes. and I've never knocked any level. But anyone that's played professionally to then go into non-league, it's different. It is different. Well, as as we've touched on, like you know, to go from okay, four five days a week of mm. your your day job is training football yeah. to two nights a week. Yeah, some Sunday league, some. County league teams train that yeah, much. Away. Exactly, it's just like, like yeah. I just I found it hard. I just, yeah, I just couldn't. You know, you would yeah, like you say, you'd have the five days and the, the, the two nights a week, hour and a half each night. You, yeah, you barely get much done. You know, you would listen. It's enough, but 
you're used to like, you know, some days you might have a double, some days you'll have a double session. So you'd have nine till 12, you'd have lunch, then you'd go two till four. And it's just like, you'd go from that to a warm up, a bit of a keep ball session to a game and you go home and you're like, is that it? Yeah. And, and also it's probably that you, you're losing your evenings where you've always had your evenings. You're losing two evenings. Yeah. And I, I know, listen, I, I said it, you know, I said it to Danny at Eastbourne, you know, I found it hard, especially when I had kids. Like, you know, the evenings are probably the most hardest time. Yeah. So you're leaving your wife with three, three kids. kids. And, you know, there was a bit of guilt, but don't get me wrong, you know, I, was, you I wanted to play. Yeah, of course. And I think, you know, for for a few years, I was tug yeah. on war with, shall I keep doing it, shall I not? And yeah, like I said, it comes ahead at Worthing and, yeah, I ended up just knocking it on the head. Yeah. So then parenthood, you've touched on that. Yeah. So you've got, got one your own, two fosters. Well, two of my own. Two of your own. Yeah, yeah. I've got Ayla and Arthur and then two, two, two foster boys. So, yeah, yeah we oh, lovely. certainly got our hands full. And sometimes yeah. we do do a mum and baby as well. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a full house. Yeah, but it's rewarding and... Yeah, I mean, it's something, you know, nothing I'd envisage me doing, if I'm honest. Her mum's done it for 15 years. She, she mentioned it before we even had Ayla. So, um, I thought we'd try it. Yeah. And, yeah, no, to be fair, it's... It is rewarding, yeah, and it rewarding. is. It's a job that, I mean, listen, it's it's a full time one. It's yeah. not like you go to People an office and come it, home yeah. and you know they, they go to school and come yeah. home and you're you're feeding them, you're clothing them, yeah. you're washing. You know, they, you know, it, it's it's just like having that, obviously, yeah. like, like your own. Um, yeah, it's something I've got used to really. You know, anyone that, that sort of thinks about doing it is for me. It's just if you can handle having an extra body in the house, that's all it is. Yeah, you know what I mean, but oh, you're making lovely. a difference. Yeah, I mean? exactly, are, massively. These no. these kids, uh, they need they need a stable yeah, home. I mean, and that's what you're offering. Who would have known where they'd be now? You know, yeah. the systems. You know, it's they're crying out for foster carers. You know, so. and then so then, what's next for Coxie in the world of football? Who knows? I mean, yeah. Listen, I I said to Greg, I, I want to get in. You want to get in? Co- have I you done your badges? In. Yeah, yeah. I've got my A for B, so I want to get in. You know. See what happens. See where it see goes. See what happens. Set yeah. piece specialist. Yeah. Well, I've, I've friendly sort of, yeah, yeah. these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, not I mean. I've, I've spoke to a few, and yeah, it's. I think it's about finding the right project, right yeah. time, something that works for you as well. Exactly. Like, You've got it. It's, there's more sort of permutations than there was you, back you in the day. You mentioned earlier as well. Football's a fickle place. You don't want to go and you don't want to go and. Oh, you know, Russell's. At, say, say for example, Russell takes a job at Stockport. Wants yeah, to bring yeah. in the first team coach. That's not just a job. That's a that's a change of yeah, life. That's exactly. a change of yeah, location. Yeah, yeah. That's so, upheaving the family. You yeah. got to go for what's something right that fits best for everyone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So then, I've got an, another question. So uh, from your football coaching role, so a question from Pauline Gaston that you worked with at school. Yeah. Uh, so you're always able to engage your fans regardless of age, and they loved you as a player. We've mentioned that we've got Tiny Cox. Now, as a coach, do you have techniques you use to keep players engaged and encouraged? Yeah, I think you keep it fun, engaging, uh, encouraging. I think, you know, you see a lot of uh, coaches, maybe managers. Certainly, I've watched a lot of grassroots football where there's a lot of shouting. Make getting, it, do you find getting on players with you at such an early age. With you mentioning about the pre-season with Mickey and stuff, the running, there's a lot less running now because yeah. I think people want to keep players in but want to keep the kids involved yeah. want to keep players involved you can, you can do running with a ball can't you yeah you know, I think that's what we've always said but I think it took a while yeah. to get into it, it's that it's that change of era yeah of course yeah I mean when I first with Mickey 10 years from then it, the difference in pre-seasons is frightening I mean it's monitored yeah. you know some days they'll be like oh we've done way too much yesterday have a day off yeah. a day off in pre-season that's unheard of Ridiculous. You know, yeah, yeah it's like finding the right balance and not yeah, causing that, injury. That you know? feeds in perfectly into just sort of my last question then we'll just sort of wrap up a bit about Christmas. But, you know, I had Mason Crane on about cricket and he said that he finds, because in cricket they have the playing of the rain card because you're away for four days. If it's going to rain the next day, we'll go out on the beers tonight because we don't have cricket tomorrow. He finds that that's used less because the younger lads aren't involved. In your years in football, going from a young player looking up to you, Gary Hart and people like that, and then becoming one of the older heads. Do you find that the a- attitudes change or are the players still the same? No, I think it's more, when I first started, the beer was more acceptable. Yeah, no, I think, 
don't know what I think. Do you think players are more shut off now as well? Like we mentioned about somebody coming up to you and going, performance ain't good enough. I think Foot, so footballers much are almost in a bubble now. Yeah, but I think because with social media and that, you can't. Like someone, can't, someone speaks their mind. Oh, that's the wrong thing to say. Oh, yeah. should be doing that. There's so many people have got. Everyone's got a camera in their hand at all. So times. what do you want? Do you want the footballer to be honest and open, yeah. or do you want them to shut off? You can't. You can't have both. No, that's what I'm saying. I've, I've always been the same. I've someone asked me a question, and like I said, the bloke that had a go at me in the bar and told me I was playing shit. I agreed with him. I have been, but I'm human, mate. You yeah. know, I'm human. I'm not, I'm not, not Lionel Messi. I'm not Cristiano no. Ronaldo that can perform every week. Who's better, Messi or Ronaldo? Oh, Ronaldo for me. Oh, Ronaldo. I'm a Ronaldo fan. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Specimen. Yeah. Literally. But no, I think I think you're right. I think social media has probably played a massive part in that because players feel that they have to be a bit more shut off because they step an inch out of line. That's everywhere. Hundred mm. um, percent. So yeah. So we're in November now. Christmas coming up. Christmas socials at pro football clubs are legendary. Gosh. There's a little look there. Yeah. Do you have what best Christmas night out? Oh, there's so many. And and so, does it change depending on how the season's going? Or do no, managers go just go for nah, it? No, yeah, I think Christmas is a given. I think I only had one one ever cancelled, but we were yeah, having a really bad season. Ireland. We've been to Ireland a few times. Um Newcastle was brilliant, um, but normally they like you can't go wrong. They're normally a two dayer. Yeah, you normally then have a fancy, fancy dress on the Sunday, come back Monday, get Monday off, and then you're back, you crack on Tuesdays for pre season, then sweat all the alcohol off, and it's as if. How did happened. you find playing on Boxing Day, going into training on Christmas Day, or was that always something you just you knew you had to do? So you yeah, I it. think it's a given. I think yeah. that's one of the things. Like I said, I'm retired. Like, Christmas. This you have your summers off and you yeah, have your time, yeah, but yeah. you know you have to do it. So you do it exactly. And I mean, no, this Christmas is I'm actually no, I'm actually be able to. Oh, you can do something. And, yeah, yeah, be able to organise things. But yeah, listen, that's the nature of the business. You know, you knew you played. You'd rather be a footballer. And, yeah, and of course. Not, yeah, and I mean, around Christmas. I think then. the worst I had was Carlisle away Boxing Day. So we trained Christmas, oh, Christmas Day morning. Christ. They let us go back for a couple of hours, and we left one o'clock. Come back. Then we had Yeovil away New Year. Oh, mate, that's horrendous. So, that's the worst I've had. And, you know, that is well, crap. But. Coxie, thanks so much for today. I've absolutely loved it. As I mentioned earlier, if you said to 12-year-old Sam Hart, you'd be having beers and <laughs> chat with Dean Cox, he'd be absolutely over the moon. So all I can say is thanks for coming on and uh, watch this space for Dean Cox, the coach. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Cheers. mate.